0: Well, this is Panama Today, and this is Pastor We'll in Gamboa Music and Inspiration. We're right here with Panama Today. Kingdom of yes, today is, this is, Harvest Time. Well, when you have Harvest Time, you gotta do something more than just sow it. That's good to hand out tracts, it's good to preach the word, but there has to become a time of harvesting. Bringing the people into a time of decision, bringing out people to a place of making a decision to follow Jesus forever. It's not just sowing, but it's harvest time. What would happen though? What would it look like? If it was harvest time in the sense for going and uh, getting the corn or getting the wheat, and uh, people should be coming in there with the tractors or the side, some way that they're doing some harvesting. And you see some people, they're just here taking seeds and throwing them all over the place and saying, here, I want to dig in here and I want to do this here. And you say, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not the thing to do right now. We need to be uh, in the midst of harvest time and bringing people to relation to the Lord right now. What God is concerned about is not so much your ability, but your uh, availability. Yes, so Heavenly Father, we come to a place right now that we want to submit ourselves to you, learn new things, find out what the kingdom of God is all about, And, uh, Father, move in such a way that people are saying, we want to do what needs to be done right now. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. Matthew 25, 21 shows us in this parable that there are talents that God gives us. And and this uh, parable is talking about money, but showing that what we do and how we do it with such interest and literally trying to do the best we can that it's rewarding to the person who is the owner and he says hey you know what you've done a good job Uh, let me give you something more to do and you've done a good job of that let me give you some more to do but somebody else who says hey you know this is a good thing to do I think I'll just hang on to it and uh, later uh, the owner comes in and says, Well, how have you been doing? He says, Well, man, I was afraid that you might, uh, you know, be a little hard on me. So I, I just kept, I didn't have anything with it. At least I didn't lose it. He said, No, but well, you didn't do anything with it either. And recently, there was a lady that I know in Wisconsin who had a dream vision. And she was sharing with her just recently at her church and her husband is the pastor, and she was so shook up because she'd had a dream and a vision. I use it together like that. I've seen like she was walking into a room, and the room was full of shelves, and there were some pots, you might say, a pans type things, and they were here and some were there, and she was saying, Lord, why are there certain pots here and certain ones here? And then other ones, these areas, were were gone. They were empty. And the Lord was to say, these are the pots that they were supposed to be doing something with. They were supposed to be in action here. These empty places were places where God was really working and doing what they were given a responsibility to do, and others just never did it. It would be like talents and abilities that a person has that God gives them, and in their whole life they're so caught up with their own stuff that when it comes time to meet the Lord, there they are with all their stuff that they never did anything with. So when we're talking about harvest time, the situation is... uh, What are you doing with the abilities that you have? That uh, you can just use these things to serve the Lord in the best way you can. So it's not just that you have abilities, but what about your availability? That you say, God, thank you for these, and I want to do something with it. I'm available. I'm available. So many times we got Uh, Times for everything else, but not times to spend time with God's word or to spend time with some people to share the love of the Lord. Take a moment now. Is there someone or some situation, some person you're supposed to send an email to you, to them, and you just keep waiting? Yeah, you'd rather see what somebody else sends you an email or look at something on Facebook or Uh, look at the uh, news or something like that. And yet, here is this thing that you should do and you need to do it. Recently, I had a a person that I knew in school years ago. And I started several months ago thinking I have to call him. I have to call him. I knew he had some trouble with some cancer in his mouth, Um, a few years ago, but I wonder how he's doing. Well, I just didn't do any, well, I'll try now. Oh, let's see, I can't find his number. Oh, I'm busy right at the moment. Well, how am I gonna get his number back in the States? And you can think of excuses, think of excuses. Finally, just last week, I said, I gotta do something about this. I keep thinking about this guy. I don't wanna call and finally get hold of his house phone and his wife answers and said, oh, Billy, you know, You just lost uh, your friend. I just lost my husband a few days ago, and I go, oh, no, but I found the number. I called the other day, and fortunately, he's still alive, and he was so glad to talk to me. We talked for over an hour, and after a while, he says, Bill, why did you ever become a pastor anyway? Because he knew me since I was five years old. He said, how did you ever become a pastor? Boy, that was just the right question to ask me. And I was able to give my testimony for quite a while and then to actually pray to receive the Lord. Did you hear me say that word, testimony? Revelation 19.10 says, For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. In other words, the testimony is to tell what God has done. And that's a prophetic word when you're using what God has done in your life. Jesus was told hundreds of years ago before he came uh, that you would be the son of God, that you would die on the cross, that you do with the miraculous, you die on the cross. But at the end of that, you were going to be raised up and you were going to be the king of kings and the Lord of lords, which he is. And this is the prophetic word of the Holy Spirit. This is what to do. Well, your testimony, as the Holy Spirit has led you to a point of giving your life to Christ, you didn't do it all by your heart, uh, your uh, mind, uh, and it, uh, the Holy Spirit draw you, drew you to a walk with the Lord. And when you made that decision, that's a testimony. First John five eleven twelve says, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. The next verse, verse 13, I write these things to you so that you may know that you have eternal life. When I said that to my friend, I said that you can know you have eternal life, because when I first prayed with him, I said, you sincerely pray that prayer? Yes, yes. Well, what's happened to your sins? Well, they're gone, I hope. I said, what do you mean you hope? I said, here's the verse again, went over again. The blood of Jesus cleanses from all sin. And this is the testimony that says that this is the testimony God has given us eternal life. So, when we have the resurrection of Jesus, this is the testimony in other words, we tell people what we saw and what we heard. And I have a testimony of having my life used to be this way, have an encounter with God, and now I have the assurance of eternal life. That is a testimony. I've gone through a test, and now I have a testimony that God is faithful, that God is faithful. Revelation 19, uh, Revelation twelve, eleven says, And they overcame him, that is the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. In other words, the reality of what God has done. That is true. This is the testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. In other words, I'm going to do it no matter what the devil says. The resurrection of Jesus. This is the testimony. It changes everything. It changes everything. In John four, John four, it tells about Jesus having the encounter with the woman at the at at the well. Now, just fast forwarding a little bit. This lady talks to Jesus. Jesus, uh, is in such a way that the lady says, "You know, there's something special. You're telling me things about me that only you could have, that only God would have known." Hey. I think you're the Christ. He says, You got that right, lady. Jesus didn't quite say it that way, but that's the way we would say it. Ma'am, you're right. You're right. I am the Son of God. You go, Whoa, I got to let other people know. Wow, she's not in a position to really let people know. It's the middle of the day, nobody else is around there with their water pots. And nobody's been wanting to be around that lady anyways because she's had five husbands and she's living with some guy now. And But she takes off. But before she tooks off, takes off, just like that, here comes the disciples who had been out at the village trying to bring some food home. And they're saying, what is this lady doing here? They don't talk with, with men. Women talk like that, especially not to her. That's why there was nobody there. Uh, Most people go in the morning or in the evening uh, when it's a little bit cooler. But, and then all of a sudden, she takes off. I'm going home, I'm gonna tell people. Well, shortly, she brings back some guys here and they say, hey, uh, is this the lady who said this thing? Wow, you are amazing because we never would've believed it from anybody else, but this lady who's had such a bad background is being so excited saying this is the son of god this is the christ we had to go see this guy so they show up and they meet jesus and then they go back and tell people in the village and they come back so after a while at the end of that passage that's in john 4 uh, verses 39 and 42 it says what they did when they came home back They said, hey, lady, (laughs) I don't know what they call her, but I'll just call her lady. Said, hey, lady, you know, we came because of your testimony. But now we don't need your testimony. We've had a testimony ourselves. So my point of saying here is a testimony has a weapon. It's a weapon of spiritual battle. And uh, so you have had your life changed. And because of that, they went and told a lot of other people. Then they came back. See, that lady did not know a lot of Scripture. See? She just knew that there's supposed to be a, a Messiah sometime, the Christ. And if she was in uh, Samaria, she was half Gentile and half Jewish. That's why they were kind of like outcasts in Samaria. So, when this lady... Is now saying he's the Christ. It really got people's attention, but she didn't know much. She didn't know how to be born again. She didn't know about John three three because John three three hadn't been written yet. In fact, the story about her, everybody tells about it around the world. Now we still don't know her name. We'll find out in heaven. Say, oh, you're the lady who was at the uh, at the well that day. Whoa, you changed a lot of people's lives. Well. This is what happened. It's not that you have to know everything, but it's rather that you know Jesus, and that's the beginning. That's the testimony. The testimony, somebody might say, well, tell me all about the second coming. She can say, well, I don't know about the second coming. Well, tell me about uh, uh, this, and tell me about that. She said, well, I don't know all those things. All I do know is I was totally lost, and now I've met the Messiah, And he's changed my life. So, then there's another amazing story. And I know you're familiar with it. It's John 11, verses 45 to 57. I'm not going to read it, but I'm just going to tell you. This is the one that is so many times read at a funeral. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus was saying that just because, at the point, Lazarus was in the tomb. He's saying these words to Mary and Martha. And he's telling those words because he has the power. He is, the resurrection, the life. He's not just saying, "Hey, I am the uh, over there's the resurrection, of life." He says, "I am." It's in Jesus, in the person, and because of that, Lazarus comes out of the tomb. Jesus is saying to this guy, uh, uh, to Lazarus, you know, it's because I'm the Son of God, and the power is there. Now, there were so many people, in, including there were uh, Jewish leaders that came and saw this happen. And as a result of this, they say, you know what? This isn't getting us anywhere about trying to say bad things about uh, this guy, Jesus, uh, because his signs and wonders are too powerful. But now, resurrection of the dead there's only way to shut this guy up, and we're going to kill him. So that's where the plans were at that point, and that was in John 11, verse 53. Those of you taking notes, I uh, applaud you on that. And uh, John 11:53 says, now they have a plot to kill Jesus. Then you go to John 12, and in John 12 is what we talk about on Palm Sunday, And we talk about the crowds coming. And in John 12, verses 9 through 11, it says they not only had a plot to kill Jesus, guess what? They have a plot to kill Lazarus. I mean, his testimony is so powerful. I mean, if we get rid of Jesus, we still have Lazarus walking around here saying this is what happened to him. And so we're going to get rid of Lazarus. That is so funny, really, when you think about it. Because they, uh, Lazarus had already was already dead, and and Jesus raised him up. So if you go ahead and you're going to kill Lazarus, uh, Jesus can just raise him up again. That is kind of funny when you think about it, isn't it? So there's a witness, there's a testimony that helps God word through our lives. And we use that uh, word uh, when uh, there's going to be a a courtroom and a jury and somebody comes up and they're going to be what? The witness. What are they going to be? The testimony. We need a testimony about this. So they get somebody up there. He sits down uh, puts a Bible in front of them and says this, that you're going to tell the truth, da da, da so help us, God. Well, they need a testimony based on what God would say. And I'm, appro- and I'm proving this even up to the point of saying, so help us, God. Isn't it amazing, though? People take that so lightly today. In certain places, you can see this in the news, They won't even say, so help us God. They just say, I'm going to do the right thing. And yet, there's so much corruption. You can't tell whether they told the truth or they didn't tell the truth. I want to let you know, there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in your testimony of what God has done in your life. You don't have to know everything to tell a person about the Lord, but you can tell what the Lord has done in your life. And uh, somebody might say, well, I'm not a believer and this and that. You say, well, uh, and if they argue with you, well, I, I can't answer all your questions. I do know, I do know that Jesus Christ changed my life. He changed my life. So, Heavenly Father, we're praying right now in the mighty name of Jesus that you will use our people listening right now at this time of harvesting, uh, that multitudes right here in Panama, listening to this program, when they finish, they're gonna tell their own testimony to others and win people to Christ, in Jesus' name. Now, while you're still praying, let me ask you the question, are you ready to meet Jesus? Have you come to a point of saying, whoa, I'm not ready to die? Do you know for sure like that psalmist? I mean, now it's in 1 John uh, 5, 13. It says that you know that you know that you know that you have eternal life. You can say this right now. Jesus, I confess my sins. I know I have grieved you. I know that I have uh, disobeyed you. I am a sinner. I repent. I turn from my wicked ways and I receive, Lord Jesus, what you've done on the cross for me, and that the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all my sins. Come and take over my life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If you sincerely prayed that prayer in first John 5, 11, 12, 13, you know that you know, you know that you have eternal life. You have any questions? Talk to your pastor. Go to our website, www.gameboyunion.com. Tell me what's been going on in your life.